that it for the videos, Dan? We'll go ahead and get started, guys. It's so good to see everyone here at CR tonight. All right. Let's go ahead and stand up and do a worship a little bit. I thank God. I think 
Fill my cup. Well, I've been walking to a city I cannot see. Through the depths of the valley where the sun can reach. I've been high, I've been low. I've been looking for the river that can fill my soul. Been walking to a city that I cannot reach. Fill my cup, Lord. Run it over. Give me joy. Give me joy. Give me peace. Fill my cup, Lord. Run it over. Child in need, Lord, I need. Sing it out. Fill my cup. Fill my cup. Oh. Peace. Fill my 
going to be reading the principles and you follow by with the biblical biblical can't say it comparison R realize I'm not God I admit that I am powerless to control my tendencies to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable E earnestly believe that God exists that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. C, consciously choose to commit all my life and will to Christ's care and control. O, openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. D, voluntarily submit to any and all changes God wants to make in my life and humbly ask him to remove my character defects. E, evaluate all my relationships. Offer forgiveness to those who have hurt me and make amends for harm I've done to others when possible, except when to do so would harm them or others. R, reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer in order to know God and his will for my life and to gain the power to follow his will. Y, yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others, both by example and my word. I mean, I know a few I've heard from you, but that is the will of God as well. And I mean, God 
Welcome, CR. We're so glad to see you all. Happy New Year. We're so glad you decided to join us here in your new week of the new year. Um, my name is Tish. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I celebrate recovery from strained family relationships, control issues. Um, I want to do things my way all the time. Um, if this is your first time here, after our meeting in here, we will have um, Newcomers 101, where you can learn a little bit more about what Celebrate Recovery is all about. Then we will have small groups through this door with the light on. Down the hall on the left is men's group, and then on the right is the women's group. Um, if you're here for stamps, we can do that for you as well. You get two stamps if you're in the big group and one in the small group, so you can get two. Um, do we have any announcements? Anything coming up? Are we still doing food drives? Hands. Um, we are still taking up canned goods for food drive if you want to bring those. And it's now time to give back. The baskets are on the end, and I'll say a prayer over those. Father, thank you so very much for this beautiful day, for this season of new beginnings, new chances. <clears throat> thank you that we have the freedom to be here. Bless this offering that it will reach others for you. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And Shan is our speaker tonight. If you do have your phones on, please turn them off. And no recording for anonymity purposes. Thank you all for being here. My name's Shan. I'm a firm believer in Jesus. And y'all, I'm just thankful that we made it through the end of the year. I don't know about y'all, but I was thankful there was no charges. The enemy tried. He didn't succeed. I do want to say that if you don't have a schedule, this is our upcoming schedule for the year. You might need to grab it just to kind of see where we're at because uh, we have our casserole cook-off and things like that on there. So Tonight we're talking about denial, and we all struggle with denial. The definition of denial is the action of declaring that something is untrue. It's the refusal to accept a request or desire. It's a refusal to admit the truth or reality of something or someone which causes inner conflict that only leads to fooling ourselves about our reality. But it never changes our reality. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, you know our past experiences. You know that they drive our heart's decisions, and many times our hearts deceive us. We ask your forgiveness of all the ways that we sought to escape reality of our own actions. Tonight, we ask you to reveal the truth about the areas of our lives where we chose denial over dealing with our situations. We ask that you give us strength and courage to step out of denial and face our inner struggles. Our inner conflicts are heavy burdens that many times leave us feeling like we are unworthy of anything positive in our lives. We declare today that we will trust you with our tomorrows. And we ask for your healing power to move through our lives. Lord, we struggle just as Paul struggled when he wrote Romans 7, 18 through 20, saying, I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, it's my sinful nature, but I do have the desire to do what is good, but I can't do it on my own. God, help us to battle this flesh thorn. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen son, Christ. Amen. So principle one says, realize I'm not God. 
I admit that I am powerless to control my tendencies, to do the wrong thing, and my life is unmanageable. Step one says we admit that we're powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors and that our lives have become unmanageable. So denial is an inner conflict, and we don't really want to deal with our own situation. 2 Corinthians 7, 5 and 6 says, For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside was conflict. The inside was fear. Nevertheless, God who comforts the downcast comforts us. Hear that again. Outside is conflict. Inside is fear. You see, fear takes the driver's seat and it starts driving us on this journey. Then we no longer act, but we only react. To react is to have your emotions calling the shots. To act is to assess the whole situation, think of all the possibilities and all the different outcomes, and then decide morally what our next action should be. Actions don't give us time to think. Actions don't allow us to let our morals guide us. Action is fear in the driver's seat and guilt and shame are chasing us like a high-speed car chase while fear is yelling at us. If someone finds out how terrible you are, they will stop loving you. So let's talk about conflict resolution. Because I think at this point of our recovery, I think we can all identify areas we've been in denial. And I think we know the areas we're still in denial. So let's talk about conflict resolution. So now that we've identified who or what is keeping us in denial, that is fear, guilt, and shame, Conflict is a normal part of our lives. And if you don't have conflict, let me go ahead and say this. I want to be the first to walk in your shoes. Because my shoes have so much conflict that I have walked through. They're mud-stained from it. But when conflict comes up between believers over sinful behavior, it must be handled very carefully. And Jesus outlines the process of how to resolve conflicts. This process removes the guilt, the shame, and the fear. So there's nothing left to do but act. Because we have removed everything that makes us react. It gives action an opportunity to drive, if you will. If a brother or sister offends us, our first responsibility is to talk to them in person. At this point, the person should be made aware of what it was. And I say that like we're going to go talk to somebody else that's offended us, but we're the ones in denial. So we have to know someone should come to us one-on-one, make us aware of our behavior so that we can deal with it properly and morally. Now, if a personal direction doesn't bring resolution, then Scripture says you should have one, two, or more come for accountability as a partnership and discuss it. Scripture says that if these two attempts fail, then we need to go to a larger group for the resolution. But Jesus clearly indicates that the best resolution for a private matter is to handle it in private. You see, this is why your accountability partner is so important. This is why your sponsor is so important. Because when they come to you and they speak truth and love, 
it's hard to hear sometimes, but we need to hear it. We need to avoid gossip, public shaming, and I'll go ahead and tell you now, there's a blue chip for that. We'll give it out later. Denial and conflict cause broken relationships. And while no one can escape the pain of broken relationships, we can escape the bitterness associated with conflict and denial. Scripture powerfully presents the freedom found in forgiveness by first stepping out of denial. To step out of denial, we must first understand that conflict is a heart condition. So how do we diagnose the conditions of the heart? Well, I'm glad you asked. First, we need to understand that diagnosing the heart issue is only the beginning. Second, we must understand that once it's diagnosed, we need to change our unhealthy habits. So let's run through a heart exam, if you will. You can diagnose a heart problem with these nine potential questions or these nine areas that are problematic. We know what's going to be first, pride. Do I focus on how much I have been wronged? If you answer yes, that's a struggle of pride. Number two, fault finding. Do I rehearse the wrongs of others, the faults of others in my mind? If so, got a heart issue. Number three, avoidance. Do I avoid being around people whom I have conflict with? Number four, silence. Do I refuse to share my feelings in a healthy way? Well, I got news for you. If you've been in a step study at least once, you know that we're going to be like, no, we're going to talk about this. You ain't going nowhere. We all get to the root of this. Satan ain't got no hold on you. I said sit down in the name of Jesus. But we do it in love. Number five, isolation. Do I withdraw emotionally? You see, I had to learn that as a child, that was one of my coping mechanisms. I would just withdraw. And then I didn't put myself out there. I didn't make myself available. Because all I kept seeing was the strikes coming verbally. That was something that took me, I'm not going to lie to you, it took like four step studies for that to come to the surface. I was like, oh, I do that. Ugh. Number six, unfaithfulness. Now, you're probably thinking cheating on your spouse, and I ain't talking about that. Unfaithfulness. Do I share unnecessary information about my opposer? I'll let that sit for a minute. Just going to stir that pot a minute. Number seven, hopelessness. Do I lack faith in God, and do I honestly believe he can work in all my situations? Number eight, resentment. Do I hold on to my anger until it turns to bitterness? And here's a tough one. Number nine, deflection. Do I continuously talk about others in an attempt to deflect everyone's attention off of my situation and onto the situation of others? If you answer yes to a single one of these, you are in a state of denial. So let's be honest. We're all in a state of denial on some level. If you lack self-worth, when you're around other people, you are battling denial. Scripture says to pursue peace. Hebrews 12, 14 and 15 says, Pursue peace with all people, without which, if you don't have that peace, no one will see the Lord. 
church, that means that you must even have peace with yourself. And sometimes that starts by saying, I forgive you when I'm looking in the mirror. Sometimes it means looking in the mirror saying, I give you permission to grieve. Sometimes it means looking in the mirror and saying, I give you permission to scream and yell and say what you got to say. Well, when you walk away from this mirror, it's done. We're not doing it again. We ain't carrying it. Simply stopping addictive or compulsive behavior is rarely sufficient for the whole healing of a life. The underlying cause for which the addiction or compulsive behavior provides this, this protective covering, if you will. It covers up the painful truth, which keeps us in denial. And that's where shame comes storming in. And it throws us into survival mode. It throws us into survival mode because our basic needs somewhere have not been met. Those survival needs may have been a disruption in your childhood. Maybe you were in a situation where you were unprotected and a predator found you. That child deserves healing so that the adult can walk in peace. You see, without healing, that underlying pain and taking away the mask only increases the pain and the anxiety that often leads to another addiction or compulsive behavior. The healing means we must begin by recognizing our situation did exist. You know, with, with this must come the willingness to allow God to touch that part of our life to bring that need to the surface. And I'm not excusing anything that anybody does, but we have to also understand that other people got issues too. And sometimes they repackage those issues and send them out to somebody else. Not excusing it. It's the cycle that the enemy likes to keep us in. So as God begins to meet those needs that were never met before, the individual can learn to live in peace that surpasses all understanding. This brings the spirit of empowerment and it gives the ability to make choices that will lead us down a better path, a blessed path. Now that's not saying we're not going to have trials. But we can see them coming at us. We can reach out to our accountability, our sponsors, and we can weather the storms together. The importance to recovery is your sponsor, your accountability, your support family, your recovery family, both provide encouragement and safety to step out of denial and make that change. I want to encourage you that if you feel like you'll never escape fear, guilt, or shame, this is a safe place. When you come to these altars, no one's going to ask you why. Actually, every single one of us should be at the altar all the time and not just during the altar call song. Honestly, we should come in. The very first thing we should do is come up here and have a moment with God before we even go back and fellowship with each other. We need to come up here and say, God, whatever it is you need me to hear tonight or say tonight, give it to me. Let me know. Give me clarity. And the person I need to sit beside just because they need somebody to be present in their life, that's where I want you to sit me down. 
Maybe we need to come in here and say, God, you know my situation. I need the right person to sit beside me. This needs to be a safe place, and it starts with all of us. If you need to talk to someone, I beg you, please don't leave here without a phone number. Men connect with men. Women connect with men. I mean, sorry, women, this is no 13-stepping. Freudian slip, no 13-stepping. This ain't a dating service. Women connect with women. Y'all gonna boot me out of here. They'll be like, she was telling them they could date. No. No, she did not. But we all know we've had issues all through our lives. Some are big, some are small. But we're still here. We're still above ground. That means God's not done with us. God still has big plans for every single one of us. And I fully believe, no matter what the enemy throws at us, God has plans to see every single one of us prosper and walk in peace. Prosper doesn't mean material. To be blessed with a bountiful amount is peace, mercy, grace, love, acceptance. has nothing to do with materialistic things. I know that we are starting our fifth year here. And we were talking earlier about how much in five years things have changed, but they've been the same. We got different people, but we got the same people. And what I mean by that is we're more alike than we are different. We need to start celebrating how much we are alike. And in here, the best way we're alike is we all know we need God's saving grace. Because we ain't got it until he gives it to us. And we ain't perfect till he calls us home. That's why it's a safe place. Because we know how hard it is to walk through those doors for the first time. We've all had to do it, whether it's here or somewhere else. Welcome home. If this is not your recovery home, you're always welcome. Let us be your extended family. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against every spirit of rejection and denial that tries to grip our hearts and our minds. God, we know it's not of you. Your word says that you will never forsake us. Therefore, we refuse to feel rejection and denial. We refuse to let it determine our worth and dictate our decisions. We know the enemy seeks to sow seeds of doubt and insecurity, making us feel unloved and unwanted. But today, we choose to stand firm on your word and your truth. And we declare that every root of rejection and denial in our lives is uprooted right now. We declare that every chain is broken and we renounce every single lie that the enemy has ever told. And may we be deaf to the ones he is about to tell us. We choose to walk in the freedom of your love. We choose to walk with you by our sides because we know through you we are more than conquerors. We declare today that we will trust you with all of our tomorrows as you guide us through the storms of life. We declare to be a support system and an accountability team to every single person here and every single person listening online. We declare that we will stand together against the actions of the enemy. We will speak truth and love to each other. And we will do this according to how you called us in one accord. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen son, Christ. Amen. Um, you know, 
when you just think about it real quick, and you can go keep going, uh, when you start really thinking about what it's like to really be in denial, sometimes you need to find somebody that's going to help you get out of denial. I'm going to tell you like this. Uh, we kind of in a season right now where we're working through our, our inventory and 12 stuff. I'm going to tell you right now, if you, don't, if you ain't, I'm trying to be sensitive, but if you ain't really had somebody read your room to you and you got to sit there and let them love on you, you just playing. Just being real. But we got to sing a song called Broken Vessel. So if y'all want to join us.
chip system is mainly a token that you have in your hand to hold, to look at, to think about, to reflect on, that you're going to lay something down, that you're going to pick up a new habit. We have all these hurts, habits, and hang-ups, and we all have something on that list up there that different phases of our life, different things affect us, and we go through different things at different times. But our first chip is the blue chip states that you're going to work on something, you're going to lay something down. On the back of it, it says the journey begins and my grace is enough. Women get chips from women, men get chips from men. 